Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Men of Genius. It is April, March 24th. Crushed it. 2022. Matt is is back. And today he's only two and a half hours late from what he originally said he was going to be. Only two and a half hours late. But, you know, he's he's a busy man. He always talks about how much he's working, so you all know. The guy who says he's working a lot is working the most. Yeah, just keep keep fiddling with that thing. It's good for the audio. Is it good now? Yeah, no, I think I have them turned up because Pockets was here. And, oh, and he uh, doesn't. Oh, that is really loud. Yeah, hold on. We'll, we'll dial it back. Perfect, right yeah, there. There you go. But uh, yeah, real minute of genius. It is Coda week. Super pumped up for that. Get to go home. Racing in Austin, Texas. Uh, got Chasco on the car this week, which is pretty cool. Still throwback to my late model paint scheme. Doors up on the other side yeah, of the room here. It's in, it's in the living room over there, or in the hallway. Which, speaking of, dude, this is the second to last episode in here. We're going to be getting the studio, which is I'm just moving to a different apartment that has another a spare bedroom, so it'll go in there. There you go. I mean... We're moving up in the world. We're moving on up in the world. You I'll, are. I don't know how I'm going to pack this stuff up. i got to move in, like, ne- next Sunday is my moving date. Honestly, you should just make a slide, because you're on the second floor here. Just it's a slide. Yeah, it was mu- it was much easier when the parking garage wasn't completely killed, and I could park on the second floor and carry my stuff in here. But now I got to go down the elevator. I don't know how I'm gonna get a couch down the elevator. Probably has to take the stairs, huh? Yeah, I'm not coming to help you with that. Well, yeah, it'll be Sunday, so you won't be here anyway. I'm still not. I already got my cool uh, my other co-host. You know, he's a he's a real ride or die kind of guy. He's gonna come help me, so that's good. Shout out to Pockets. Yeah, well, Tupac. But I'd rather just pay someone to do it. Okay, money bags. That's just so much. Big money. Can't hide money over here. I'll just pay someone to do it. I mean, I did have a pretty good week in Vegas. I did not. I had not a good week in Vegas. You got me to start playing craps and I lost all my money. But all right, we're going to. I got to take this. Yeah, we'll pause for a second. And we're back. We're back. Just like that. Uh, Huge thanks to all of our sponsors on that commercial break. So. Uh, yeah, you should put a commercial break in there. Yeah, I'll just make up some brand. Well, we, we'll, do, we'll do a Fort Worth screen printing commercial. I mean, I'll we did it. have an ad read at some point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Atlanta was last week. What were your thoughts on Atlanta? I actually, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it was, it was a weird little... It was weird, for sure. It was definitely weird. Watching the truck race, everyone wanted to be on the bottom. And it seemed like 
Xfinity and Cup, everybody wanted to be on the top. Well, I feel like they deal with the truck race. They started moving up, and I think just, I mean, as a race, like especially a new racetrack with no rubber, as the yeah. rubber builds, and same thing you see with all the other super speedways, uh, running that top, you just carry so much more momentum. And uh, It's also the safer line, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, if you're going to hit the wall, it's a lot closer. I mean, that's not really what I think about whenever I'm going. But I don't I think just, you really think about anything. No, it's, just, it's purely reactionary when I'm in there. Do we want to dive into your the end of the race? Yeah, I mean, we can. I mean, we could dive into the, the whole damn thing. Uh, we qualify, or we didn't, we didn't qualify. Qualify got rained out. Nope. We started 20th. And first stage, we were riding. Uh, our plan was to drop back, but honestly, I was pretty comfortable with the guys because we stayed on the lead pack, and we were just kind of hanging out. I was pretty comfortable in that little area. Do you like being the last car? No, in I don't. the lead pack. No, it's actually like the worst place to be. But at that at that point in time, it's okay because it's like first stage right. competition caution. No one really is going to be doing anything. So we ran that out. Got a pit road penalty. Put us to the back. Was it over Except, the wall too soon? Yeah, jumping too soon. Jumping too soon. And we had a loose left front. Those those pit crew guys, man, I tell you, we had a loose left front as well. Just which did not help us. I lost the draft. Messing lost a lap. up the program. But then we got the lap back, got the lucky dog, uh, and we start like super hard to pass, like really, really hard to make any kind of hay going forward. Uh, luckily, we got hooked up with some pretty good cars, got a good choose rule here and there. Um, ended up with a 98 car behind us, and they pushed us up there pretty good. We were was, able to get on the bottom. He was Yeah, dude, we, we were rolling – and uh, got up there, were able to dodge that big wreck in turn two. We were running like, you know, I don't know, 15, 16 before that. And that put us to ninth. And uh, we had one good restart, I think. And then was another crash. And then we lost fuel pressure on the one. But then it came back, which was super weird. I didn't know if there was like an air bubble in the line or what. But, but at uh, that moment, are you like F? Oh, yeah. F and chat. I was pissed. But then we're like, all right, well, we got fuel pressure back. So we tried it again, and then it lost it again. So did, we ended you, up, did you try the whole shake it method? Yeah, I don't really understand why it was doing what it was doing. Have you looked at the part? Yeah, we looked at the fuel cell and everything. So Did you figure I don't it out? Know, I, I think I just had, I don't know. We never really figured anything out crazy. I think the fuel pump might have been a little weird, but I just had an idea in my head. Like, I wonder if the fuel line inside the fuel cell might have, like, a, a little crack in it, and it's sucking air through there. When it's full, it's okay, and it'll still grab some fuel, right, from the bottom uh, in the in the box. But if it's pulling air through that hole up top, that could definitely hurt us. Hmm. I might have to call somebody about that. But you're gonna need a forensic we, scientist. We, we lost. We lost fuel pressure. Ended up, and then it came back again, and so we finished the race. Finished 29th. But uh, it just stinks. We're gonna have a really good week, but we didn't. Car was good though. Car was really good. I was really satisfied with the car. The racing was pretty fun. It was like someone told me beforehand that it was like Daytona's a little bit more on edge, and I'd agree with that. It was uh, a little bit tighter. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think if you really want to compare it to something, you could almost compare it to the Super Speedway racing days, like in the '90s, early 2000s, because you couldn't like pack race, pack race. Right, it's like two, three cars. Yeah, exactly. At a time. Yeah, so it's all the same thing in the cup race. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like it's kind of like kind of old school super speedway racing where you have not massive packs. You're not three, four wide, 
but you, and you have to worry about the handling of your car a lot more than you have recently on super speedways. So, do you think it's going to race pretty much the same next year? When do you think it's going to start to fall off? Like you're actually going to actually have to. As soon as they take their strict plates off, it'll be like that. Okay, well, so they're not going to do that. Why not? So all the cup they're guys just gonna, are complaining They're just going to preach safety. That's all they're going to do. Yeah, who cares, dude? Our cars are safe. I'm just saying. Our cars are plenty safe. We could easily go 220. They did it at Michigan. Like, yeah. who cares? I mean, I know. But. Who cares, dude? I think that'd be sick, but they won't do it. So, it's a pipe dream. Then do you want to talk about your guest appearance on Sunday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I ran the NASCAR Nation account. NASCAR invited me to go do that, and I did that, which was kind of fun. Uh, being a social media guy, you're definitely pretty busy in the race. You're always trying right. to think of things. So now you're on the other side of things. Well, no, I never said y'all weren't busy in the race. I mean, because you are. I mean, no, everyone Twitter, just Matt Martinez is just running that thing all day. Which I, in my opinion, um, going with a certain driver might even I don't know if it'd be easier or harder. Uh, because you're not having to pay attention to so many things. You're just paying attention to one person. So last year, in on that. last year, I had to keep track of four cars. And you ran the full team Twitter account? The full team Twitter account. Yeah. So multiply your day by four-ish. Well, yeah, but I'm doing the entire field. I got to talk about what happened What happened with the wrecks. Yeah. I got to talk about... I got a couple wrecks on film. Dude, I was getting so quick with getting the camera up on my phone. <laughs> dude, I was just... I mean, even the... Like, there was one when Reddick spun on the coming off four. I, like, saw it start happening on the screen. And I, like, got my phone out as quick as I could. And I filmed the end of the wreck. Like, they were still piling into each other whenever I started filming. I mean, looking at you, you were like a kid in a candy store. You were so jacked up. It was just walking around. Dude, getting to go to the media center. They had the the QT. There's a full gas station in there, pretty much. And it's really sad that it's the last year of that. Really? Quick Trip did not renew their sponsorship. Oh, no. Maybe they will somewhere else. I mean, that'd be... Dude, if every media center was like that, I'd be eating jalapeno cheddar sausages every weekend. I mean, they had hot dogs. They had... Yeah, they had the full roller dog setup. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, in the media center, dude, that's that's pretty sweet. I probably had six or seven hot dogs. Well, you got to. You got to. I mean, they had the full fridge with everything. They had the little fruit bowls. I get those sometimes at the gas station, like... Just rolling down the road trying to eat with a fork is kind of hard. But when you're at the racetrack, it's much more convenient. They had the full refrigerator set up, all the Coke products, Coke Zeros. What were you drinking? Coke Zeros, baby. Oh, yeah. Are you still keto? Yeah, I ate a, I ate two chips yesterday, but I think I'm okay. <laughs> Did you feel bad about it? I was, I was like, man, those chips, dude. So there's this Mexican restaurant down in Gaffney. There's two of them. And I thought this one would be better a long time ago. Because I was looking at the reviews, looking at the pictures. The margaritas were much bigger for Cantonita, which is the one I go to now. Are you drinking during the day? No, but I, you can usually tell a Mexican food's uh, the caliber of a Mexican food place. By the size of the margaritas. By the size of the margaritas and how they look in a picture. So the ones at Cantonita looked really good. And I asked, I was like, so which one's better, Cantonita or Bronco? And I should have just known from the names. But the guy was like, Bronco, he's not... He's from, like, South Carolina, though, so he, he's going to the more Americanified Mexican food place, which is Bronco. Cantonita, on the other hand, is a banger, dude. They have... This goes back to the chips. The hardest thing about being keto 
is not eating chips at a Mexican restaurant because they're just sitting there all the whole time, especially because I went to eat by myself. And so they're just sitting there. No one's eating them. The salsa looks brand new the whole time. But the salsa they have is like, it's like refried beans, but there's like some little peppers in there and stuff. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So when you're not keto and you want to eat this stuff, what do you do? Just dip your finger in it? No, I, I I stay away from it. I just wait for my food to get there, and then I'll use the salsa up on that. But that's the thing. Cantonita, they have this jalapeno ranch sauce, which normally I can only get when I go to Texas and go to Chewy's or wherever else might have a Chewy's, but mostly Texas. Um, and then they had this, uh, I don't even know, some other kind of red sauce. Spicy as hell, but so good. And I got the carne asada con camarones. And then they had this salad thing they have too. Man, it's good. Put that jalapeno ranch on there. Shoo. It's fire. What you been? What's uh, what y'all's lunch spot lately? I ate Cantonita twice, two days in a row last week. Ours is uh, Joel's. Joel's is good. Asian Bistro. We're gonna be going there for lunch later. Oh, that's decided. Yeah. Okay. I'm so. I ate there right yesterday now. for lunch. Hey, nothing wrong with it. You can get something different on the menu. I don't want to. All right, well, we'll go somewhere else. Continue. Right. Uh, got some dumplings. They have really good steamed gyoza dumplings. Hmm. Interesting. Full team lunch. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, it was nice. It's a very nice classy Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking uh, the people on my team to Matt's El Rancho this weekend. Is that, the, is that the move? That is the place to go. I suggest you go there. But Are you buying? I might buy. I might buy for my team for, like, the people on the four team. Oh, so you're going to invite everybody. Both, you're going to invite I'll be, both I'll be, I got these guys. But, uh, <laughs> Ryan, you've got to take care of yours. That's messed up. How is it messed up? It's just... Oh man, I don't see how that's messed up. It's just I mean, a little I'm, messed up. I'm doing it for the guys that are working on my team. Mm. Let me know. See, and maybe it is. I'll probably maybe I'll get some people texting me when this podcast episode comes out. Be like, man, that that is kind of messed up. You shouldn't have said that, but yeah, it is what it is. Because normally you buy for the whole table. Why don't you sit them separate? I'm not doing. It's sit hard them to get. That's the only problem. So if you're gonna go there, I highly suggest going there. But it is going to be very hard to get a table there. Luckily, I know the people that own it. Oh, here so, we go. Well, my so my grandparents and like my dad, like they eat there maybe three times a week. Damn, it's so good. And it's right there by them too. So is it Tex Mex or is it straight up? I guess you could say Tex Mex, but I I prefer Tex Mex over pretty much anything. But I mean, you get like I get the steak ranchero whenever I go. Which is a pretty... Like, you don't even need a menu? No, yeah, steak ranchero. So, they're like, do you want a menu? And you're like, or actually, no, I think I'm it's good. steak a la Matt something. Because the guy's name is... I think it's Matt Martinez, which is funny because that's our Twitter guy, too. That's crazy, man. But uh, it's so good. It's the best Mexican food place out. Uh, so, definitely go there if anybody else listening to this podcast is going to Austin for this weekend. Yeah, well, what's the viewer guide? Like, where am I supposed to go get dinner? Matt's El Rancho. Okay, Chewy's. Well, you just, you Chewy's, said, maybe. Uh, is this where Salt Lake is? Salt Lake. So, Salt Lake's in Driftwood. Driftwood is probably 20 to 30 minutes away from the racetrack. But the thing is, it's probably not in the direction of People's Hotel, un- unless you're staying in Kyle or Buda. Uh, but... Because I ate there last year and it was really good. Yeah, but you didn't go to the OG. I'm sorry. You went to the one in I went to the one Rock. in Round Rock. Go to, you got to go to the OG one because it just, it feels, if 
you're like back in the woods pretty much eating at this place. It's so good. You used to work there. I used to work there. I was talking to someone about my regular jobs. And really, my only regular jobs include Salt Lake and Don's Fish Camp. And that is it. I was a pool guy. I know. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. But yeah. So definitely, if you're if you're not feeling Mexican food, go to Salt Lake, I'd say. But I mean, that's to me, that's Texas' two main delicacies is Mexican food and barbecue. And Bucky's. Bucky's is just a gas station. But it's also Texas. It is a Texas. Well, it's kind of more southeast now. Well, it was it's, a Texas. It's, it's working its way around, um, which is cool. Maybe we'll get one up here. I wish Whataburger would work its way around and get up here. They actually are. They're in Florida. And so. in and out in and out can take a hike, but... You know, I will concede. I know I've I've died on the hill of, I really like the In and Out French fries, but I've I've pulled the one eighty on that one. They're terrible, aren't they? They're not great. They're the only bad. thing that the only thing that makes them good, is the animal sauce. Yeah, but if so, let's say you went and got some McDonald's fries, and then did the animal style on that. That would be that probably be really good. It would be so much better. The thing In and Out has going for them is good sauce. Who do you and, think has? In the fast food realm, has the best French fries. Uh, honestly, it's a toss up for me between McDonald's and Whataburger. They're very similar. They're very greasy. They uh kind of make your your lips tingle. There's so much salt on them. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they are so good. I like Culver's French fries. See, I haven't eaten the Culver's very much. They have a nice crinkle cut fry. See, I'm not. I'm not a crinkle. I'm a straight fry guy. It's a guy. great. It's a great combination of you get the potatoy inside, but a crispy outside. See, now I'm, I'm big on the, I guess the crinkle cut might make the crispy a little more. Because uh, you got relevant. more surface area. Exactly. More, that's what more I'm thinking. Crispy and that's what I'm area. thinking. It's kind of like a, I prefer the regular size, or actually I prefer the mini Reese's peanut butter cups over any of the other ones because the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is much higher. The chocolate ratio, chocolate is much higher in a mini one. Okay. But I, I prefer a straight cut fry. To me, if you're getting crinkle cut fries, like, but they, also, they came out of the, the oven and you're think about eating the dip, them at your friend's the house. The dipability of a crinkle cut. You got more surface area. It's going to pick up more sauce. You just got to know what you're doing. But the thing is with the greasy fries from McDonald's or Waterburger. They don't pick up sauce. Oh, contraire. They're so greasy, they're bendable. So you can bend them around in a loop. We're not, no, we're not bending fries. It's just you stick. No, I, I, you're you right. You can't, you, can't cut, you can't bend a crinkle cut, can you? You can't do it. You can't 180 a crinkle cut, can you? But Why you would can you? You don't with need water, to. But you can you with a water You don't need to. I'm done talking about French fries, and I'm sure the people are tired of hearing about them. I doubt that. If you're listening and you want more French fry talk. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Hit us up Five on Five-star review on uh, Apple and Spotify. Hey, we're getting close. Um... We're going to be sponsoring the back half of a race car. Good. Good. No, yeah, we need to start making money on this podcast because my new apartment with the studio is going to be far more expensive, so I need to make some money on this thing. I think thing that to sounds justify, more like a personal To justify. Issue. Well, no, because the, the reason I would stay in this apartment if I didn't have this podcast table in my living room. Well, but I choice. do. It messes up the whole thing. Hey, we that could bring sweet the... blue chair that's over there now it used to be right here, and the whole living room just flowed so much better. We could take the whole podcast studio to my house. Pass. Pass. Dude, no one... Imagine, you know, when we do have a guest, 
They're not going to want to drive to Lincolnton. They whoa, already whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you doxing me like that? Lincolnton's a big town. That's inappropriate. People know exactly where I live. That's fine. That's your house. No one needs to know where my house is. Oh, jeez. Well, but yeah. Texas coming up. I might have to go to Waterburger too. That's another stop I just thought of. Yes. Waterburger breakfast is really unmatched too. If you spicy, haven't had that, uh, the spicy, spicy ketchup. ketchup, and that's another thing that kind of sets the. And it's not part of the fries, but it is a fry accessory that Waterburger has that really kicks it up a notch. But I prefer the 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 only thing pure spicy ketchup. It just takes away the ketchup flavor a little bit for me, so I I, I go half and half, fifty fifty. Whenever so I go. Like a, like a 50-50 tea guy. No, because I go straight unsweet on the tea with Splenda Keto. But, oh, my God. <laughs> but I'll tell you my exact Whataburger order for those who haven't been to Texas or really just don't know what's good. I get a number five, which is the bacon cheese Whataburger. Single go, patty or double patty? I go single patty. And it's kind of childish, but I go ketchup and tomato only, which might sound crazy. Double tomato, but I'm a big tomato guy. And then on top of the ketchup that's on the burger, I get four ketchups, two regular, two spicy. I open them all up, squeeze them out on the paper, mix them up with the French fry, and then dip the burger in the half and half ketchup. And honestly, nothing is better than that. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. You are a child. Say what you want. It's the superior burger chain. I mean, I think Culver's has a pretty good burger myself, but I'm from the Midwest. You're w- from Wisconsin. That's yeah. like the thing. It's like there's the Waterburger, Cali- like Waterburger, Texas, California, In and Out thing, and then but they're massive states, and you have Wisconsin just chirping with the Culver's. Yeah, Culver's it's good. Is pretty, pretty Culver's is pretty good too. Yeah, I mean they <laughs> have them in North Carolina, which is more you can say about Waterburger. Yeah, they have them in Texas too. I'll give you that. And I never went to one. <laughs> never, ever went Culver's to one. is like the Midwestern Chick-fil-A. I feel like Culver's, I always thought Culver's was like an IHOP. No. I think, get, just, I think it's just because it's the same colors. You'd get your ass kicked for saying something like that. IHOP's good. IHOP or, wa- IHOP or Waffle House. And if you say Waffle House, you're out of your damn mind. Uh, it all depends on the circumstances. What circumstances? IHOP's open like 24 hours. Yeah, so is... So is Waffle House. So why would you ever go to a Waffle House other than the comedic value of going to a Waffle House? I think so I can say covered, smothered, and chunked. That is one thing they got on IHOP. But IHOP has burgers now. They've had burgers forever. Like, I'm not going to IHOP to get a cheeseburger. Dude, my dad used to get this crazy thing from IHOP. Because we used to go to IHOP after racing, like, every weekend. I'd get the strawberry pancakes. They were so good. It's like eating dessert for dinner, pretty much. But he'd get this thing called the Hamburger Club. It's like a club sandwich with a hamburger patty. And I started getting it, too. It's pretty fire. On some, like, Texas toast. Like father, like son. Yeah. Good old IHOP. The IHOP by the Flying J on the way going south from TMS. That's the that's the spot. I think it's actually gone now. All the restaurants I used to go to, racing in Texas, are gone. R.I.P. And it's really just two of them. It's that IHOP and then Boston's, which was a, it's across Boston's from, Market. No, Boston's. It was just Boston's. It was like a one-off. But it was, it's across from it's across the interstate from the salt grass that we go to sometimes at TMS. Uh, but it oh. was good. Right by the Joe's Crab Shack. Oh. 
For those in the Arlington area, you because, probably know what I'm talking about. you know, about. when I have a hankering for seafood, I'm going to get crabs about as far away from the oceans as possible. Yeah, that's the... Dude, you know what's so weird? When it was raining in Atlanta before we pulled in there, we were looking for a place to eat because they delayed the garage opening. Yeah. Seafood everywhere. Everywhere around the racetrack. We probably passed 10 seafood restaurants. And we were like, should we... Give it a go. You're nowhere seafood. near the coast. Atlanta seafood. Should we give it a shot? No chance. I was much more open to it, but I really don't care what I eat. Uh, Except it's got to be keto. That's the thing. Is it seafood's an easy option for that? I just get some boiled shrimp, and that's keto as it gets. But we ended up going to Jersey Mike's, and I got the gluten-free bread, thinking that it would be less not keto. It was 100% more not keto. No, it's, no gluten-free bread is actually better. There's less carbs. But it tasted terrible. It tasted like I punched a hole in the drywall right there, yep. broke it in half, and then made a sandwich with it. That's what that tasted like. It yeah. was gluten's all the good stuff. Yeah, it was just like it tastes like all the keto cereal I get, which is all awful. It's a lifestyle, man. It's tough out here, man. But we work in. I just bought up. some uh, French toast crunch. Don't even tell me about that, brother. It's great. That sounds good. It was from my childhood, like. I haven't had health, like not healthy cereal in a this while. This is a very food-centric episode. Dude, well, because it's, what, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and neither I'm of us have I'm going to title this episode yet. like lunchtime or something. What time is it? It's 2 o'clock and neither of us have eaten lunch yet. I had a protein bar, but that is it. I about threw my computer across the room today. Really? I did. Because I made this cool graphic and they're like let's turn it into a hero card i'm like you sent me a picture of it the hero card you made looked good i said explicitly i'm leaving the house in 25 minutes if you have any changes get them to me right now before i leave so what happens 45 minutes after i send that i'm 25 minutes on my way here and they're like yeah that doesn't add up but okay it's close <laughs> they're like we need this changed ASAP. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm already 30 minutes from home. You should have brought the laptop with you because you should have known that was going to happen. I should have known. But then I angrily drove home, changed it, and said, I'm not doing it again. Are you driving like a bat out of hell down 150? I wasn't even to 150 yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how far away I live. Yeah, it did take you like an hour to get here when you said you left. Yeah, I had you to made go like 30 laps on Coda before you got here between that text. I had to go pick up some checks. Get them checks. Chasing People that bag. Chasing that bag. Well, oh. I, I had a better Atlanta experience than you, I guess. Maybe. I mean, I was on Weatherman's car. Yeah, I guess Xfinity-wise, yeah. I was on Chris, we were, we were right, Chris Hacker's truck. We were right with them, too, and then ran out of gas. Yeah. Whatever. So I, I kind of... Put that in your face, and you yeah, really yeah. It is what it is. It is what. But it hey, is. you still have a ride, and he can't say the same thing. That's terrible to say that. He doesn't listen. Whatever, Kyle. You know I still love you. Yeah, I'm, he'll be back. He'll be back uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, dude, speaking of Coda, though, so have you heard about the track limit rules they've implemented? It's uh, all four tires off, or all four tires over the curbing, which I don't know. Like if my inside tires get on the curb, like. Like, when I'm exiting a corner, if my inside tires get on the curb, is that going to be a penalty? Because, I mean... Will you find out in practice, pretty much? 
I don't know. I'm going to talk to Wayne Otten whenever also, I get to the Also, is it a full practice session? Or is 20 it minutes. 20 minutes. So you can make four laps? Bucks. Yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, pretty much you're going to get four to five. I don't know if we're going to – we're not going to, like, mock qualifying do like we normally would do. I think we're just going to go make five. I think that's the best thing to do, get back acquainted with the racetrack and then make some adjustments uh, when I get back. But I'm in group A, so I'm in the first group. Um qualifying so it'll be tough to get that thing cooled down and uh all ready to go but but it's 2020 right 20 for group a 20 for group b 21 in each but yeah no 20 minutes for group a 20 minutes yeah. for group b yeah. so you got but you're gonna get coda's well actually i don't know they they repaved a lot of it but coda's rough on tires very rough on tires yeah and this year it's and not forward bite forward bites huge because so there's do, so many hairpins how do you manage Get it on your first lap. Go out, putt around until you get to the that line, and then run her hard across that temporary line. So a lot of the, the big boys get the sim time, right? They get mm-hmm. to go to the simulator, get all their breaking points figured out. Uh, you just have iRacing. Yeah. So how does that? I mean, I've been on it a little bit today. It's it's very easy to get bored just testing. Apparently, there's like B-fixed races going on. Ryan Vargas told me that. So I might try to jump in one of those. I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like a road course, like a official road course race in an Xfinity car, pretty rough. Yeah. But if you get something out of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely get back used to it. And like, I can remember the spots like, okay, like onto the curb early here, like late on the curb here, late apex here, shift points, things like that. Breaking points. How many spotters do you have this week? Two, maybe three. Depends on. Is you just got a crew guy going up there? Or? Well, no, we got two guys. Brandon's obviously my primary spotter. Congratulations to him, by the way, getting that cup win. Congratulations. Um, and then I got another guy that Brandon knows. I think he's like another spotter guy. And then depending on if one car makes the race, we'll get their spotter. Oh, nice. It's already worked out. So Win-win for everyone. Yeah. So we'll be doing that. And... Apparently, there's some new trees and stuff, though. That's what Brandon was telling me. There's some new trees and some new grandstands. They're really not sure what they'll be able to see. But I'm sure we'll get it figured out. It won't be that big of a deal. Do you have a favorite turn at Coda? Mm, the S's are fun. It's just like a, a wacky, like, feel like you're at a Myrtle Beach go-kart extravaganza. Throwing, it's you, just, throwing it's just, you in your seat. It's just, like, random. Like, okay, let's just, let's just put this... <laughs> Let's take that, that picture that's on the sign when it's telling you this curves ahead and put it on the racetrack. That's what that is. We'll probably have to slow the cars down a little bit. Yeah, that'd be sick if it just wired open through there. That'd be sketchy. Straight. But, no, I like that corner because you usually bang it off the rev limit or two. Right. And I like, to, I like hearing that. Uh, excluding Portland because you've never been there, what is your favorite road course? Watkins Glen. It's hard to say that because Coda is my home track, but dude, Watkins Glen is so much fun. It's so fast. Just so much speed. Yeah, the bus stop is like just jumping an Xfinity car through the air. It's pretty fun. The carousel's got all that banking, so you can like really run it through there. And Three-wheel it. Yeah, and then there's no runoff rules there, so you can zing that thing off turn one or out of the carousel, whatever. I've been in the sport for like five years, six years now. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Watkins Glen. Really? It's just never worked out. It's a it's a cool place. I like it. Like I said, it's, it's a it's a very fun racetrack, and there's a ton of fans there. Yes. 
you know, I hate to say this because say Coda is my home track, but they don't draw dick for fans. No, they do. There's a lot of people there. There's there's a lot of capacity. I mean, it's an F1 racetrack, so true. There, I mean, when F1 first, I mean, this was the first F1 or not the first, but the first F1 venue in America. So people like the not first true. time. They, they raced at Watkins Glen. Well, it was built for F1. Okay. It was, like, that's what I'm saying. It was built for F1. And it being the only race in America at the time, they had to build it huge because it, it, it drew people from all over the United States and some from outside the United States even. Yeah. So it's huge capacity. But I just don't, I don't know if watching the race on TV is very entertaining. I don't think watching the race at the racetrack would be very amazing. Other than just the experience of the cars. We're, we're so used to it that it's not, it's, there's no fanfare there. I mean, being on pit road. You see, wow. It's wow, 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 wow. Two minutes later. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, exactly. But you got the big screen, so. No. Well, actually, on, there's no big on pit, over there. On so you got, you got the pit box screens. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I feel like we could go somewhere else. How about uh, Milwaukee? Hell yeah. Or get rid of Road America and go to Milwaukee? No. Why? Because Road America draws way more fans. Are you sure it would if it was in Milwaukee? I mean, it's the same demographic, is it not? It's an hour away. Yeah, but it's different, completely different atmosphere. Yeah, it's true. Road America is so cool because it's like a campground. It's Yeah, it's, it's a, like a campground where there's a race happening. Yeah, it's a national park with a racetrack. But I don't know. I just want to go to Milwaukee. I want to race at IRP, Milwaukee... I'll show you the spots in Milwaukee. Yeah, I say I feel like Milwaukee's a fun town too. Very fun town. So I went to college there, but I know that because the whole SMI deal, I don't think I I don't see us no leaving Coda or it'll it'll just go back to Texas again. We won't lose a date, and then everyone will fall asleep. But I don't know. Maybe maybe we get Nashville hooked up. I don't know. I don't know what happens there because we already have a track in Nashville. I don't know. I, I, was, I had I had very very high hopes for that. Big announcement IMSA and NASCAR had. I, I told you what it was. I know, and I did not believe you. It seemed like, they were, like there was just way too much hype behind it. People that had heard about it saying, oh, this is crazy. Which it is crazy that there's going to be a NASCAR cup car in yeah. the 24 hours of Le Mans. But, but if I'm the other manufacturers, I'm like, you're just going to give them all this free sim? No, you know, yeah, yeah, not, it's, it's, not, it's real, real deal time. Like right. It's, it's kind of unfair. They should let all three manufacturers do it. I know. All of them share the garage. Toyota Ford. Just like, you know, you got Hendrick and RCR. Or do it like they did at uh, when they very first started text- testing the next gen. You just have it. This is a NASCAR. I think that's what they're going to go with. Really? And then they're just probably going to open share the data. Yeah, I think they have to. There's no way they can't. But they got to make that thing bulletproof. But I right? wonder what, why they're doing that. A, what are they looking into trying to do? Uh, all the hybrid stuff. Oh, they're going to be doing that in that race? Yeah, that's it. That's what they're going to be testing. I just think brakes are going to be an issue. Yeah, they change brakes. You think they'll be having to change brakes mid-race? Yeah, we did that in the 24 hours last year. Like, there's a pit stop, like, if you get in your, quote, window for the brakes, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. They did a full brake job. Brake change. Hmm. Now, I, remember, I saw that in Ford versus Ferrari whenever they did the whole full suspension swap. Yeah. So. They still do it. It's cool. I just think that uh, you might have to do it twice for a 3,600-pound car. Yeah, so they're looking at making it lighter. and They might go back to a 
conventional transmission. Really? Well, because all that power. Are gonna, they running it open? They're going to run it open. They're not going to restrict it. Oh, hell yeah. So they don't know if the transaxle will. I wonder who's going to drive it. Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. You think that'll be the, the That's deal? the preliminary lineup. Really? That's actually pretty sick. I mean, if I'm Chevy, though, I want someone versed at Le Mans that does, knows what's going does on. Does the Corvette class run at Le Mans? Yeah. So, like, Jordan Taylor would be racing already? Probably. Yeah. And or they can get Kobayashi or whatever. Kayumi? Yeah. No, I think he races He's already for Toyota. Is, doesn't he do the, the 48? Or doesn't he do the Ally car, though? Yeah, for... IMSA stuff, but for WEC stuff, he does. So that's different. Yeah, it's different. World different Endurance thing. Championship. So yeah, that's like. So IMSA. So the twenty-four hour Daytona is not a WEC race, is it? No. Okay. But a lot of people still do it. But is it probably once the new LMDH cars or whatever they are, the mm-hmm. DPI cars, once those are homologated to the WEC rules, it'll probably become an, a WEC race. Okay. If that makes there's a lot of. No, yeah, that is that is a lot. The World Endurance Championship versus the IMSA sports Because there's, like, there's like but 10 like, is it So, like, the 12 Hours of Sebring is like both, isn't it? Isn't it yeah, they did. WC? So, they just did it as both. Yeah. Because the Toyota Gazoo car just flipped. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I just don't, like, I was really hoping they're like, oh, it's at Sebring. It's a NASCAR announcement. Like, I think that it didn't need to have NASCAR involved if that was the announcement. They could have just said right. it's Hendrick Motorsports and Ms are announcing something. But then that would have tipped it off. True. I was hoping, like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to, like, race at Sebring. But they still have not gotten approval. What do you mean? The ACO, the the governing body of the WEC, mm-hmm. still has yet to say yes or no. What are they doing? They're just, they're just thinking on it? They're crossing their They're keys. sleeping on it. Dotting their lowercase J's. Yeah. But uh, how about Brad Keselowski's team? Did you see the hammer get dropped down? Oh, my down? goodness, dude. $100,000. Four race suspension. 100 point deduction. 100 owner points and driver points. Yeah. That's tough. They're still going to finish about 25th-ish. You think they'll make that much up that quick? Yeah, Brad will win a speedway race. Think he'll get in the playoffs? He also has a 10-point playoff deduction. I'm not sure if that's every round. What? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Or just uh, the, the first the first round. one. I feel like it's got to be just the first one because it carries over still. You know? But they set the precedent. They said, don't mess with these parts. It was the body, wasn't it? I have no idea so, what it was. So someone said it was had to do with the body. We could I wish they just come out and say it. Dude, just right. say what it is. That's what everybody wants to know. Just say what it is. But, and, I mean, people are going to, like, the pro- the reason they don't, I think, is because people are going to complain, like, oh, that's not even a big deal. But people are going to complain about anything NASCAR does right now because that's, like, the thing to do on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it's the cool thing. So, and, I mean, everybody's bitching, like, oh, we got to tell us what it is. Tell us what it is. Why won't you tell us what it is? That is one thing I saw. Uh, it's actually Keith Coons was talking about World Outlaws, that new Extreme series. Yeah. Two guys got caught soaking tires, and they put it right on Twitter. Tagged them. <laughs> like <laughs> these guys were soaking tires and we caught them. Suck it. They're disqualified. <laughs> which is awesome. Did I, you see uh Michael Buddy Kofoid will be driving a truck at Bristol? No, but that makes sense. It yeah. always seems like there's like a Toyota Midget guy 
runs a, a truck for Kyle Busch, and then if he does really well, he might run a few more. Yeah. I mean, he was the national uh, no, he, he's champion. very good. He's very, very good. For the longest time, I, I thought Michael and Buddy were brothers. No, same person. It's the same person. They're the same person. I thought he was going to win a Chili Bowl this year. Kofoid? Yeah, he was quick. But, dude, Tanner <laughs> Thorson was so good all week. Yeah, I uh, I watched all the way up into the C-Main. And then yeah. I was just like... Dude, how about the flow getting, like, all these other races, though, now? Like, you can watch, like, ARCA races. Yeah. That was already announced, but, like, actually realizing it and doing so is pretty neat. Oh, yeah, so I can watch 13 cars go around the track at Pensacola. Yeah. Yeah, that was exciting. I didn't watch that one. I don't know why Flo doesn't get on the asphalt super late model. I just stuff. don't understand how the Phoenix race, the Arca West race, gets thirty nine entrants. Forty. Forty. Well, I think one withdrew. Oh, so it's thirty nine. Yeah. So it would have been the first time they had a full field in however like long two twenty years, and then you go back east. Where 13, racing is thirteen cars. I don't know. With, like, three starting parks. But I feel like the West Coast people, like, they race on a lot of short tracks out there. And they race pretty often. And I feel like it's just, it feels very attainable to run an Arca West type team out there. Dude, the Arca West series is only six races this year. See, that makes it even more attainable. But you I'm just saying. Do six and you can, like, race your regular super late model program. That's just a lot of money. It is a lot of money to spend. That's just crazy. You know. Yeah. I bet you we get 35 cars that show up for Talaga. Charlie. Oh, for? Dega. Arca. Arca Dega. There'll be a lot. John Garrett. I know we'll have one. Really? Yep. Nice. I'll tell you off the air who it yeah, is. Yeah, off air. I think I know who it is. I think a lot of people know who it is. Yeah, but. No, but nobody who listens to this podcast cares anyway. Yeah. So, that'll be cool, though. I think. Is Arca still run Iowa? Yep. There'll be a lot of people there, too. I love. I miss Iowa so much. Iowa, so dearly. IRP, Milwaukee. Those be those need to be on the Xfinity schedule next year. But Hands I down. feel like I feel like the Xfinity schedule just gets, like, overlooked. Like, there's never any change made. It's always companion races. Yeah, it, there's one race that's not a companion race this year. Portland. Portland, and that is it. That kind of sucks. That takes away some of the identity. Right, and it takes away some of the notoriety. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a, now, like it used to be something. It used to be the Bush series. Now it's just like, oh, it's the Cup it's the cars. feeder series. To yeah, the it's, just the, it's just the Cup cars, minor leagues. I think everyone's been preaching that each, each series needs to have its own identity. And I feel like the trucks have that. Yeah, the trucks have it. Xfinity... You're kind of just there. Yeah, which stinks because, in my opinion, it's the best series. Should be Xfinity. Names are bought here. Yeah, these days. Yeah. Not me, though. Let me let me tell you something that grinds my gears. We're going back to Atlanta, right? And my job at that point in time was to be the signboard guy. i seen you. You worked a good sign. Yeah. I did work a good sign. But... Uh, the pit crew were like, hey, bud, you got to put that sign out there farther. I'm like, so you don't want it on the mark? They're like, no. So I'm like, why would you put your mark there? 
And they see me on Saturday. They know I pit race cars. Like, they know. They see me out there. <laughs> they see me out there because they're also pitting race cars, and so am I. But they're like, yeah, that stop was on you. What? Yeah. How the hell is anybody going to blame a pit, pit sign guy? guy? What were they saying was wrong? What, they couldn't get around They're like, it? you didn't put the sign out far enough, so that's why he slid close to the wall. I can tell you, from being a race car driver, I do not look at the sign. When that's I what I'm saying. Box. I don't look at the sign at all. I look at the mark on the ground. Right, and you try to get close to the mark. Yeah, you try to put the left front right in that corner. So these fine gentlemen have the audacity to blame a bad pit stop on the pit board sign guy. And they won't blame the driver. They won't blame the driver. They won't blame themselves that they didn't jack the no, car no, up high enough. They won't blame themselves. No. Because what I've found with some of these higher level picker guys, it's always someone else's fault. Yeah. Got to take fault sometimes. You know, I'm I'm always the first person to be like, hand up. That's on me. I messed I up. I know. There's been times this year where I've thought I've messed things up and then people are like, no, that actually wasn't your fault. And I was like, oh. Yeah, there you go. Well, sick. But it's just like, dude, I think about the the fuel thing. At the time, when I got done with the race, I thought we I thought we just didn't get full, and we ran out on the banking. Right. And for the next two days, all I could think about was, man, if I would have just ran around the apron, going through three and four, coming to that restart box, I would have been okay. I would have been fine. But then we got home, and like there's the fuel cell's like half full. So, so that's that, definitely that, not that, your fault. That. That made me feel better, so I was like, holy cow. I know. So I was pitting uh, Parker Retzlaff's car at Phoenix, mm-hmm. and nothing out of the ordinary for the stops or anything, right? Mm. But then he says, he comes on the radio and says, car's dead. I don't have any fuel pressure. I'm like, you know, as a gas man in your mind, you're like, did I get that thing full? Because on that car, I didn't have scales or anything, so I didn't. You didn't really know. I'm just picking it up and being like, well, I think it's like a quarter full. Yeah. So, um. I felt terrible. I thought I ruined this kid's, you know, debut race. Yeah. But I got back there and the crew chief was Steve Addington. Yeah. Which was crazy. Who is that? Kyle Bush's crew chief. He okay. was Kurt Bush's crew chief. Uh he was Tony Stewart's crew chief. I said his name sounded super familiar, but I just right. didn't know. Love smoking heaters on yep. the pit box. Great guy. I'm like, listen, I thought I was full. If it's if it's my fault and I messed up, you just just let me know so I can learn from this experience. He goes, oh, no, the car's like half full. I'm like, oh. What happened? <laughs> uh, what happened then? No, I think that's just a, a racer's mentality. <laughs> is like, dude, if, even things in a race, I think about, I'll think about things that I could have possibly done different and made right. better for a Chose week. Chose the top lane instead I, I'll, of the bottom lane. I'll think lane. about it until I race again the next week. But I'll think, I'll just like, I'll lay in bed and think about it. And it drives me crazy. Yeah, that's the stuff that keeps you up at night. Yeah. Even if it was like, even if I had a good race, I'd be like, I could have done that better. Crazy. Yeah. But I think we're both like super hungry. I think we end this. We are. I'm starving right now. And I made an appearance at Kilted Buffalo last night, so I really need to eat so my head will stop hurting. I agree. Uh, My allergies are kicking in. Really? Yeah. They kick in midday or what? No, they've been here since this morning. Mm. Shout out to Nancy, the one person I know listens to our podcast. She gonna hook you up with some Zyrtec or what? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe when I come back down to Daytona. Yeah. Good old Daytona. 
What's the next speedway? I guess Talladega's coming up, dude. Talladega. I feel April. like we're just speedway racing like crazy lately. That's what the like, fans wanted. I feel like we're in the Iron, Th- Iron Thunder Racing League. I haven't even made a race yet this year. I haven't either. And I paid my... I made fee. a setup for the dirt race. The, so it's funny. The guy that always complains about my setups made the setup this time. And everybody hated it. So I got a hold of it. And the one thing he always complains about, and this really pisses me off, he's like, we're hitting the chip, we're hitting the rev limiter, why has it got so much gear in it? Well, you're hitting the chip because you're spinning the damn tires. So the setup he had was so gear-bound that you're still spinning the tires, but you're not going to hit the chip. Right. But you're spinning the tires so fast that it kills it. What he doesn't realize is if you bump the gear up, you're going to spin the tires, yes, but you're not spinning them as fast, so you're not as out of control. And I made it, posted it in the Discord, and someone's like, oh, yeah, this one's much better. This I like this way better. I like this one so much better. And it's I'm almost like, like this guy knows how to set up race yeah, cars. But, dude, honestly, the way I set up, I do dirt setups for the <laughs> on iRacing is so messed up. The big thing you got to do is, first off, take the sway bar. Take it off. You can't really take it out, but the link slack option, you normally run it about zero or, or negative to put a little preload in it. I go to twenty sixteenths on the on the, on the uh, link slack option, so the sway bar is off, and it might catch you when you roll over. You do that, you go like, I don't know. I think I have a seven hundred, eight hundred, eight hundred left rear, seven hundred right rear. I reverse split the truck arm, so top and the left. So when you go off in the corner, that thing falls on the right front. You put all the rebound you can in the left front to get forward drive off because it'll start rolling back on the right rear if you don't. It rolls off in there like it's a dirt late model. It looks like Scott Bloomquist going in the corner. It's awesome. And it works so good. You just have to drive it so hard to get it sideways because it is very tight. If you, if you like lift out of the gas while you're turned, similar to a dirt late model, it falls and it turns right. But if you you got to keep that thing up on the bars and it rolls. If you guys could have been here for all the hand motions on that yeah. one. But yeah, if you're looking to make a dirt setup for a, a iRacing deal, Take the sway bar out. That's the best thing I can tell you. Take the sway bar out, reverse split the rear springs, reverse split the rear truck arms, and your money. And you'll take off. Your center, like, because I compared it, because I ran his setup too. And I was like 10 miles an hour faster through the center of the corner with mine than his. More roll speed. Dude, yeah, because you got to stay on the gas to keep it turning, yeah. and it just keeps turning. But, you know, that is what it is. Not, not to toot my own horn or anything, but that guy did, like, I was so satisfied to. Someone else was like, oh, yeah, this one's much better because the guy always complains. We're hitting the chip. What's up with the chip? I'll, I'll do the setup next time. Well, you just need to do the setup and just not show up for the race. I might show up for that one, though. Oh, come on. I haven't showed up for any of them, but I might show up to the one dirt race on the schedule. You're like um, that one guy who shows up for just the dirt ARCA races. Kelly Kofsky. Oh, yeah. He wins them, too, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, this is annoying. This is terrible. <laughs> How long is this going to go? For a while, probably. Uh, one moment. You got to keep talking whenever I do that. <laughs> we can't. Well, I was looking too. Look I wanted to see what was Did up. Go away. No. Should we pause this episode right now? I think we just end it. Oh, there we go. Oh, he just ended it. No, I mean, let's just end it. You know. Yeah. Good deal. But yeah. But yeah, Kelly Kofsky, the dude shows up for like just the coin, and just the coin in Springfield, and usually is. Dude, well, I wish we had an Xfinity dirt race so bad. I mean, do you think it would work? Oh my God, would it work? 
Why wouldn't it work? I don't know. People, why wouldn't, why, just why the hell would it not work? Because they're pavement cars. Okay, so are cup cars and so are trucks. The, the, the cup cars now are going to be like rally cars or like the four-cylinder cars going around there. Like that. Awful. The, only, the only other thing that has a independent rear suspension is like a, a stinger banger. car. Yeah. Left rear wheel in the air, locked up. Awful. It'll be awesome. Out of a 96 hatchback Civic. Yeah. <laughs> but these Those sound- things get wild around Bristol. Have you been... Did you, have you watched any of this? I haven't been watching any of it. I kind of want to. I want to see the new track layout. I would, but Racer XR is 40 bucks a month. Really? Yeah. Why the hell? Why would they not put it on Flow? Why would you not put it on Flow? I, Flow's I, I wonder that. I wonder if there's like a bidding war over it. Probably. And then the, this is probably where they make all of their money for the whole year. Yeah, and then Racer XR had to put so much money down to get the broadcasting rights. Right. That they're having to charge out the ass for a subscription. Yeah. Because with Flow, it's 120 bucks a month. But people be paying Or 120 bucks for the year, sorry. People are definitely paying that, though. Because like, if you think about it, all the guys that go to Bristol, it's, yeah. a, it's a huge deal for them. So like, their whole family's watching. So they're going to buy the subscription. Right. And that's like maybe four to five a person. And that's like a thousand cars. You know which one I can't, I still can't. You know, ration out my head that I should buy is Dirt Vision. I thought that was part of Flow. No. Flow covers the All-Stars and the Lucas Oil late models. Dirt, Dirt Vision. Vision is all World of Outlaws. Flow should just take everything. It should take Racer America or P51, whatever you want to call it. It should take Speed Vision. It should take Racer XR. They should all just put their stuff into one. And it'd be the ultimate racing streaming service. And then they charge us $500 a month. A year. I'd pay $500 a year for all of it. I would, too, if we're being honest. Like, if I could get all the asphalt super late model racing, too, plus yeah. all the ARCA, all the Tour Modified, all the World of Outlaw. Dude, there's so much. And if they put the whole Chili Bowl on flow, that'd be That'll never happen. Yeah, Mac TV's kind of got that one by the balls, huh? Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, I mean... Because I don't even have cable. So it's hard to get it. I don't have cable either. Like, there's no streaming services... That have... Just, that have MAV. But then if you want MAV, you gotta pay 60 bucks a month. I know, I did that. And I kind of, like, I mean, for three mains, I don't really know if I'm happy you about that. You got screwed. Decision. 20 bucks a main? Yeah. <laughs> that is terrible. That's awful. But it sucks because you get so invested because you watched. Dude, this year was the first year that I watched all year long. Yeah. Or not all year, all week long. All week. Like from 11 a.m. each day I'd watch. I think I'm going next year. I want to go. I want to race one, but I want to race like six races before I go. I think that's what my bachelor party is going to be. The, the bowl? Yeah. Damn, I might have to show up for that if I get invited. I mean, we're looking out. at renting a ride. Renting a ride. You want to drive it? Yeah, I'll be, the, I'll be your drive. I'll be the entertainment. I'll flip down the back straight away for your bachelor party. <laughs> That'd be nice. We only get with JJ on that one. That'd be sick. That's going to be part of the bachelor party budget is renting a car. Yeah, that's actually sick. We're gonna rent, we're gonna it? rent we're gonna rent the Colfax Comet. The Colfax Comet. Yeah, look it up. Is that a? Oh, I know that. Is, that's the zero car, right? That's the sh- shitbox car. Zero. What's that guy's name? Murdoch, right? I don't remember. Let me look it up. It's Murdoch, because he actually, one time when I was like, I don't know, racing late models, 
he like Facebook messaged me. It was chili bowl time, seeing if I wanted to rent his midget. Because at the time he was like renting a bunch of them out, and it was like right. the cheapest option. Where is it? I know who you're talking about. It's like yeah. dirt, super dirty. It, like it, it races chili bowl. Like and the, then it goes and sits in a corner. It's the one with the flat nose on it. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it looks junky every single year. And yeah. it like spews out black smoke. <laughs> and it's like some weird engine package, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a Subaru or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, if you rent that car, I will not be driving it. But if you get a decent one, I'll definitely run it. I mean, we gotta, we just got to figure it out. We're going to talk logistics here. Yeah. But Robert Bell. Robert Bell. I think that's the guy who drives it. Maybe Murdoch's the guy that owns that Zero Chassis company. I don't know. But well, that'd be cool. I wish I had... I always think about like this. Is I wish I had off-season type cars. Like a midget would be cool to have because there's a lot of off-season races. I got something in the works for you. Oh, yeah. I do. I won't even ask what it is. I don't want to get my hopes up. That's the problem with racing. You can't ever get your hopes up. Robert Bell. Yeah. Colfax Comet. Yeah. I know that car. I know that car. But. All right, let's go get some lunch. Yeah, trying to get the hell out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you to the 20 Talk to y'all next week. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.